0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial
1: entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you
0: along for the ride. Get ready for
2: some major realness.
0: Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, Him and Her. Uh I
3: think the thing that makes us good parents or any parent a good parent is just liking yourself as a parent. Like not uh, this is when I when I feel like I'm tripping over myself is when I feel like I need to be in a mother role. Because then I'm playing a part. But when I feel like I'm just being myself with a kid, I'm like in my flow. Like I I think kids want that too. They just want you to be your best self. Like nothing like motherhood is a call to become your most true, happy, authentic self.
0: Hey now. That's, what, that's a Howard Stern. Hey now. Guys, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. That clip was from our guest of the show today. Two of our favorite people on the planet, Wesley and Bronson or Brano Christensen. Guys, we are excited about this one. This is the second time Wesley and Brono have been on the show. First one was a long while back for people that have been listening since the beginning. Episode 61, back in May of 2017, I highly suggest going back and taking a listen to that one. This couple is incredible. They're back on the show today. We're talking kids. We're talking a lot of things. My name is Michael Bosdick. I am a serial entrepreneur and brand builder. Most recently, the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. And across from me... <laughs> Looking, <laughs> whoa, whoa! What is going on over there with those cannons? My wife, Lauren Everts.
2: I'm Lauren Everts, and my tits are hanging out. I don't even know how you can concentrate right now.
0: I I kind of can. I was trying to do that intro, and I think, guys, I, I probably missed some things that we talked about on the show. You know, when I was trying to talk about what we, we talked about, because I'm, I'm looking at these giant things in front of my face. And Taylor, no to need, to,
2: no need to walk around the wall.
0: Okay? No, Taylor, Taylor stay, is, stay behind the uh, wall. Taylor,
2: you're hanging your your head over the wall. Don't be checking out a pregnant person. All
0: right, guys, we are. This is, we had a lot of fun recording this episode, which you're going to hear in a minute. But, you know, before we get into it, I want to take a couple minutes to do a little follow-up. Got a little hot water. Not even hot water, but there was a lot of uproar. A little hot coffee. A little about <laughs> last week's uh, Coffee. You know my response about how we can't get coffee and how I don't do coffee and how I don't want people. No, not not brain. just
2: how we can't get coffee. How people, anyone, and how anyone can get coffee and pick to pick the brain. Pick the brain's got to go.
0: So we got an episode coming out with Ryan Holiday where we dive into this elaborately, but I want to I want to talk about it right now. I want I want to address it. So listen. There's a lot of people writing. Some people were really into it, saying, "Hey, really happy you called this out. It's really annoying when people reach out for coffee." And then I had some other people reaching out saying, "What? This is maybe a little arrogant. Like you don't take time to sit down with people. You don't want to get coffee. To all these things. Okay, let's let me let me elaborate here a little bit because last time I was just on a tangent, Lauren. I'm not saying that you shouldn't seek out mentors or make requests of people that are maybe a little further along or have an expertise to sit down and have coffee. That's not what I'm saying. Yes. But you. Can should you see-
2: explain what you're saying? Because I get what you're saying.
0: Yes. What I'm saying is the way that you generally ask. And I, when I say you, I mean all of us collectively. We've all been guilty of it. And, and doing a cold outreach of any kind saying can I pick your brain that to me translates to can I take something from you with very little value if any offered. And what I'm trying to let people know and what I'm trying to point out is that it's a lazy way to reach out to get someone's attention.
2: There's more ways to get creative. I I think that there's ways where you can reach out to someone to be your mentor or to get coffee with them that that are more creative than can I pick your brain. So I think that's what Michael was trying to say. Uh, it got a little lost in translation,
0: though. <laughs> it, 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 I don't I don't know if it got necessarily lost in translation. I just think we need to elaborate a little bit more. Listen, I do think 100% there's people who reach out and said, hey, well, my coach is saying I should seek mentors. You should seek mentors. You should seek them in form of podcasts. You should seek them in form of people, books, resources. Yes, you should always be looking to level up. But you have to get creative and actually put in some time and effort to get it. Like, for me, I would love to go and sit down with Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett and pick their brains, all <laughs> right? I'd love to do that. Do you think if I called... Cold called or emailed or messaged any one of them and said, Hey guys, can I buy you a cup of coffee? No, they're not even going to look at it. They're not even going to respond. It's not an, it, there's not a value trade there. I sit down with people on my team all the time. We go on this podcast, we try to mentor as many people as we can, we try to provide as much value. But there has to be some kind of exchange.
2: So Ryan Holiday gave the example, and I think that this is super smart, too. And this has actually happened to me before um, where someone reaches out and says, hey, Lauren or hey, Ryan, I noticed there was an error in your blog post or your Instagram caption. Um, I just wanted to let you know this was the error. And if you need any more help with editing, please let me know. That is actually how my editor, Hillary, got the job. I think, I think that's exactly how she got it. If I remember correctly, she reached out and said, Hey, there's all these errors in this post. Can I help you make sure that grammar and spelling is always right? And now she's been working with me for probably five years. So she added value. And now, you know, I think that's, a, that's a way where she didn't necessarily want a mentor, but if she did want a mentor, I would be happy to help in any way and answer any questions. Cause she came with a value proposition.
0: Yes. I just want people to understand that while it's important to seek mentors and find these people, you have to refine your strategy. If Let's just take the coffee example, for example. I, and I and I wrote a comment back on this on the TSC podcast Instagram. And I said, okay, what you're telling me when you reach out for coffee is one, you think that my time is only worth a $2 cup of coffee. Two, you, you have put so little thought into it that that's the first thing you could think of. And three, that the the information I'm going to provide you is not worth anything more to you. But that. So what I'm saying is that this is a bad strategy to reach out to people. A better strategy is to put some thought into it and say, hmm, what's a unique way I could reach out to this person? Put a little thought into it. Maybe exchange some value with them. And listen, people are like, well, you know, how do? I, if I'm not as far along on the path, how am I supposed to offer value? That's you got to go back to square one. You got to think it's if you can't offer any value to the person, then why are you thinking that they should offer value back to you? And this comes down to self awareness. If you are an individual and you're like, I have nothing to offer anyone right now. Then why do you feel entitled to them? That they should be should give you value. This is my whole point about self-awareness. There's got to be something better. You've got to think a little bit more outside the box. What can you provide to this person that's going to give them some value? It doesn't have to be monetarily, but something, some thought you've put in, some strategy, you know, some effort to be able to get them to sit down with you and let you pick their brain. You know, which is, you know, if if you want to pick that person's brain, it's obviously because there's a value associated with the information they have in their mind. That's all. I'm saying be self-aware think about broader strategies this whole thing about I need to pick your brain over coffee and put the person in a position where they have to feel like a dick for saying no is just it's not realistic right I don't want to have to say no to people and make me feel bad about myself by saying no because someone was lazy with their ask and so what all I'm asking people is to get a little bit more creative think about providing some value yes seek mentors but be a little bit more fucking strategic about how you do it learn
2: Someone that I've become friendly with over Instagram, who's an entrepreneur and a total badass. Her Instagram is at Emily Frasella. She says, okay, and I want to shout this out. Episode 218, Lauren, there could be an entire episode about why buy you a coffee and pick your brain is insulting. Like thanks for the $5 coffee for the 17 years of business info I've gathered. I'd rather pull my eyelashes out one by one. Anywho, great episode. Emily, that comment on Instagram was hysterical. And I think that th- she does a good job of like wrapping it up in one sentence. However, Michael Bostick, I do think that you should do a solo episode going into actual tangible takeaways that people can apply when they're asking someone to do something for them or give them time or be a mentor.
0: I'm happy to do that, but I do want our audience to see if that's seeking coffee Anyway, if, any, if any, anyone, not just to sit around and like instead of being like, oh, no, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what kind of value. I'd actually like people to like think about, OK, I want to reach out to this person. What's a unique angle? How can I provide value? Is there a better way than just asking for coffee? I'm telling you, like, I'm not I'm not I can't be the only one that's thinking about this. And, and listen, maybe I am. Maybe I'm just a dick. But but honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean listen, I there's some people that are like, Well you're you know, you don't you wanna like sit down and like provide I like don't get lazy now and be like, Well my way of value like really like put some thought into it. Like
2: oh when I when you were asking me out and I didn't want to date you <laughs>
0: I, def- I definitely didn't just say, hey, can I pick your brain?" How did, coffee? No, how
2: did you, what was your angle? Because you were pretty strategic about it.
0: Well, I had to pull all sorts of stops out. I had to trick you into going to this Vegas trip or your friend's birthday. Then I had to buy you these dinners. Then I had to get you some, all sorts of things. I had to woo you. There was a million. What to- was
2: the one thing that you did though, where you added value to my life? There is one thing that you did.
0: Didn't I just put you in a cab and pay for it?
2: No, you didn't just put me in a
0: cab and pay for it. Well, anyways, there was some value there.
2: No. What did you do with my dog?
0: Oh, I won the dog over. Yeah, it took fucking forever, too. It was biting me. You know, it was pissed off.
2: The dog hated him. And he won the dog over. And when I came home one day and I saw that that dog was on your lap sleeping in a blanket wrapped in love. I was like, okay, I could be into this.
0: But guys, okay, let me let me just say this last thing. Anything that's worth doing is is worth trying for, and and anything that's easy is probably not worth holding on to. So if somebody if if you do get in a situation and say there's a weak minded fool who doesn't know how to say no to being his brain picked over coffee or she, and he and he or she ends up there with you, do you really think you're getting that person's full dedicated time? And do you think they're really focused on like? That's what I'm saying, and so you know, put some time, put some thought, put some energy, actually get somebody excited to come sit down with you and talk with you and and, and give you this advice.
2: So like I said, we're going to force him to do a solo podcast. I already put it on your calendar. It's all booked. Mimi's going to host it with you and you guys are going to get very into it. And maybe someone who's also trying to date a girl or a guy can get some tips and tricks about how to add value.
0: Yeah. And maybe there's some of you that are just like, what a fucking dick. And, yeah, I mean, you case, can be a dick sometimes, but in that you know. case...
2: I don't think you're being a dick this time.
0: Well, listen. You can be a
2: dick sometimes.
0: You can't win everybody. Yeah, you can't win everybody. Guys, all right. Now that we're off that tangent, let's get into this. Wesley and Bronson Christensen. I don't even know how do we start with these two. They're wonderful people. Three children started. They started having kids when? Like when they were 18, 15, 14? I don't know. Gorgeous couple. Young. Go
2: look at their Instagram and you will just be drooling. Gorgeous couple. Gorgeous kids. They Gorgeous be family.
0: great, great, great Gorgeous parents. hair. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was, I mean, listen, I thought I had good hair. Anyways, sit down with Brano. And...
2: and we do, just a little disclaimer. We talk about shrooms in this episode. No, I'm not going to do shrooms when I'm pregnant. Maybe I'll do shrooms after I'm pregnant, but I'm not going to do shrooms while I'm pregnant. So no one needs to come out in the messages and DMs and start going crazy over that.
0: I might do them while you're pregnant. (laughs) Might have already. (laughs) Anyways, guys, get excited. This one's a fun one. Jumping into it. Wesley Bronson Christensen, welcome to the show.
2: Before we get into that, I want to tell you what is on my Thrive Market favorites page. So I updated it recently. So what you're going to find is you're going to find this organic coconut water that's insane for putting in your smoothie as a base. I either like coconut water or plain water, and I kind of do half and half with this one. And then there's an organic apple cider vinegar. I got my favorite capers in there, some pink sea salt, even peppermint essential oil, which I have this hot tip. I put a little bit on my Tongue in the morning after I tongue scrape, and it makes your breath smell all minty, but without that nasty aftertaste. Anyways, you can also find dark chocolate baking chips in there. I like Lily's brand, Primal Kitchen Mayo, the avocado oil. It's the best, and Siete chips. It's like all my favorites in one spot.
0: And you can get all of these favorites for 25% off. Plus, everything on Thrive is 25 to 50% below retail. It's a bargain. Guys, if you have to shop by diet, whether you're gluten free, organic, paleo, raw, vegan, vegetarian ketogenic they've got sections just for you all mapped out all dialed in so it takes all of the heavy lifting out of your brain
2: guys i curated this page exactly how i would shop and how i do shop these are the items that are my go-tos they're my favorite brands it's all in one spot and like michael said it gets delivered straight to your door which we love takes all the annoying middle work out of it. If you're more of a beauty junkie like me, they have all these beauty products on there that are half the price. I mean, it's crazy how cheap everything is. There's this Aztec secret healing clay. It's like this Indian clay. I've talked about it seriously for probably 10 years. I think it was one of the first blog posts and it's something I still use. And you mix it with an apple cider vinegar and put it on your face and it hardens. And they have it on there for five bucks. It's like $4.99.
0: I got all my vitamins and supplements on reorder, as does Lauren. All our home supplies, pet supplies, everything is all at Thrive Market. Like I said, 25 to 50% below retail. Hard to beat that bargain.
2: If you guys are a fan of the show and you have not shopped on Thrive Market, you're missing out. Go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny and get 25% off today. That's thrivemarket.com slash skinny.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Guys, you, you two are two of our favorite people, and we don't get to spend enough time together. I know. It's yeah. been, I was looking at episode 61 for people listening since 2017, May. That was the first time you came on. It's been way too long. We're like 250 long. of these fucking things, now.
3: I know. Here's our a- big wigs
2: now. Here, no, no. no, no, no. Here's what we should do we should go to the desert <laughs> and do
3: mushrooms and podcasts. I'm down. I'm down. I think it's healthy for every parent. And you guys are about to be parents. You have to have like little weekend getaways where you can connect with your inner self. That's the perfect way.
0: You're going to have to clarify now. Yes, we're going to hear all that people. <laughs> yes, she will. It'll be after she has the baby. After Stop the baby.
3: Don't. don't. The pregnancy police are real. Oh, honey. Just you wait. Did I you mean, experience
0: the pregnancy police back then? The pregnancy
3: were- police <laughs> and then the kid, the baby police, the breastfeeding police. It never ends. It They're just gets breastfeeding worse. breastfeeding police. Oh, yeah. Have a coffee, breastfeed your baby. People are like, you shouldn't be drinking coffee. But it's like it never, ever, ever ends. It just gets worse.
2: Here's my thing. I don't know why anyone cares what anyone does with their body. I don't know why either. I feel like the people that are caring need to get busy. Same.
0: When you, okay, you were, how old were you guys again when you first had, first 19. So young. I know we talked about it on that other. It's
3: it's all we've ever known.
0: And how, uh, during that time, like how many voices were in your head, like coming in at you guys?
3: Every single person we've ever known, all of our friends thought we were crazy because we were. Our parents were overly involved because we were children having a child. Yeah. We honestly had to move away from everyone we ever knew just to create our own little family because we had every single person and they loved us and they cared, but it was just too much. Everyone's advice, it was making me sick and I couldn't be the mom that I knew I wanted to be because I was so busy trying to be like everyone else. So you're 19, you find out you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Do you freak out or are you just mellow? Oh, freak out. He, Bronson knew I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. How's that work? It's the craziest story. He had a feeling I was pregnant and I was like, there's no way. I think we talked about this in the last podcast. I was on NuvaRing and I was like, I'm not pregnant. There is no way. And he's like, I think we should get a test. So we get a test. We get to his mom's house. I pee in a cup. The second I'm done peeing, don't even flush the toilet. His mom is like, Wesley, come upstairs. She's peeling a pomegranate and she wants me to help her. And so- to not tip her off, I climb upstairs and we're doing these pomegranate seeds for like 20 minutes. And the whole while he's downstairs, he put the pee stick in the pregnancy test. And so he knew for 20 minutes.
4: Were and you t- freaking out? Oh, I was tripping.
3: He was literally white as a ghost. So I, I came I back e- down and you I thought you were dying, like in the process of dying. <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> even speak.
4: Yeah. I bought about... Eight pregnancy tests and I got the most expensive because you think, okay, these are going to be the best. And I just went in and out pregnant, like right when I stuck it in. And I'm just like, oh, God.
2: I mean, I I, like at 19, I cannot even imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. And neither can I now. So, so how back. was your pregnancy? At nineteen, I couldn't
0: find my ass with both hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: At nineteen, I don't know where you were. you were like wearing overalls, like in Why the gym. Because you were wearing example. overalls. You wore overalls without a <laughs> shirt Night on. That was pre no,
0: There's one weird picture that exists when I mean, there's a couple uh, overalls, jean overalls with no shirt, and she will never let it go. Uh, no, I'm not this the one either. with you
1: and Terry when you're dressing like Yep, Fire that's Friday. the one. <laughs> how the fuck do you know? Honestly, yeah, that, <laughs> that looks like it should be on. Uh, I don't know. It's. Taylor, you sure you want to chime in here? You don't have any questionable. Down under is like for sure a thing.
2: No. Mimi, pull that picture and put it up on the podcast.
0: I've caught Taylor. He spent the night at our condo one night. I caught him at three in the morning taking shirtless selfies in the bathroom. So,
4: no. But
2: that was only
0: like two or three years
4: ago.
2: With his orange earplugs in.
0: Yeah, Taylor, come on. (laughs) Good lighting. (laughs) Taylor, get the fuck off my show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways,
2: uh, what are we talking about here? Okay, so tell us about pregnancy at 19. Like, I was just telling you earlier that I feel that it's really hard to gain weight. Mm -hmm. It is. I feel like a lot of people say, oh, it's so beautiful.
3: It's really hard to gain weight. It's not beautiful at all until you look (laughs) pregnant. You look fat. This is the truth of pregnancy. You look fat and you feel like shit for like seven months. And then all of a sudden, especially with your first baby, like, you know, it takes you longer to pop. So by seven months, you're like, oh, this is cute. And then eight months, you're like huge and uncomfortable. Nine months, you're crying every day because you want the baby out. So you get one month. You get one month of cute. So like take all the photos seven eight months okay nine months in you truly will cry okay every day so for the next
2: month I'm gonna feel fat and then I'll feel cute for you will feel so damn cute okay and then can we also talk about I miss wine why does no one say they miss wine I I wasn't old enough to even drink wine okay but
3: your other two pregnancies did you miss wine no you did. I was so sick. So I would lose like 20 pounds within the first three months, every single pregnancy. I've never, I get sick. so sick. Okay. So maybe it was if I just, got sick, I wouldn't want wine. Yeah. I was way too sick to even care or miss anything. And then I just was busy having other kids. I mean, oh, this is what we got to dive into. So you're 19, you have the baby, have the baby. Any postpartum? Oh my gosh, yes. And I didn't know. Everyone around me was like, "You have the baby, you become a mother. It's the best thing that's ever happened to you. You're going to love this baby so much." And that's the truth. She came out, I was instantly in love with her. But actually, that's a lie. I wasn't instantly in love with her. People were like, "Your baby will come out and you will just have this attachment and this bond." And Zuri came out and I was like, "Who are you?" Like I want I needed a minute to get to know her. <laughs> I was like, wait, this one's mine. Like, this is our baby. Like, I just needed to get to know her. I needed an hour alone with her. And then I was like, oh, I love you. You're okay. like the coolest little baby. But I really it took me a minute because I felt like something was maybe wrong with me when people are like falling, They see their baby. My baby came out and I was like, what's hmm, my baby?
2: I feel like that's kind of like like how I am, was with Michael when we first started dating. I was like, yeah. like we got we got to get I got to yes. wrap my head around this. Yeah, it took, more it took than a me a minute. hour. Ago. It took about
0: ten years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so
3: you wrap your head around it. They give you guys the baby. Which they shouldn't have. It's the scariest thing. Like, I cannot believe they let us walk out of the hospital with a baby. You'll probably feel the same way. Like, you want a manual. You feel like even if you've read all the books, you do not know what you're doing. They give you the baby and you have to put it in a car seat and go home. I've never been so scared to drive in my life than the day you come home with a baby.
0: You know what? We got lucky though, because my sister has a baby, Lauren's sister has a baby. So we get to have like some practice runs. Oh, right? you're so lucky.
2: Yeah. Not really, Michael. I've never changed a diaper.
0: Well, you gotta you gotta step that up. You gotta get over there. Aren't we, aren't we watching the kid this weekend?
3: Yeah, we're watching. Does he still wear diapers? I don't know. You'll have to look into but that. But here's honey. the other <laughs> truth about that: I don't love other kids. I love my own. So, like when I watch a baby, I'm like, oh, this is kind of hard. But when I'm chilling with our our kids, like I don't want to do anything else. I don't even have a lot of friends. I, it's because I don't really want a lot of friends. Like if we have free time. I really like being at home with our kids. They're cool. Well, you have cool. a tribe. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's honestly the thing that makes me the most happy, and yes, it's so hard. And I feel like people either try to make it like the most glorious thing in the world or like, oh shit, your life is over. And I don't think either one of those things are true. I find myself really happy in the middle. In the middle? I'm in the middle. And I love it. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I like that. But it's also not glorious what's postpartum like? So for me, I had anxiety. Okay. I'm scared of that. Yeah. And no one, no one like warned me about this. It's kind of like, how do you explain it? Like you have this baby and you love it so much. And Brene Brown actually talks about this. You have this thing in your mind. It's called like impending doom. Like you'll be like holding the baby. You love it so much. You lay it down and you're like, Oh, she's so beautiful. I love her so much. And then you're like, she's going to die tonight she's going to stop breathing. She's going to, what if something happens? It's like this thing turns on in your brain where you go to worst case scenarios. And it's because you are so responsible. You keep this thing alive and you just, your mind goes to worst case scenarios all the time. And I thought that something was wrong with me and I didn't talk about it with anybody. So I finally went to a doctor after a year. I'm like, listen, I have like morbid thoughts, like, I am constantly thinking that she's going to die, that something's going to happen. And he's like, that's just postpartum. You're having a little bit of anxiety. That's some anxious thoughts. That's totally normal. But I really felt like I didn't know if it was like my mother's intuition because people are like, you're going to know. You're going to know if something's wrong with your kid. You're not going to be able to explain it. So I'm like, wait, is something really bad going to happen to this baby? I keep having these crazy thoughts. But it was just anxiety. That, makes, that gives me anxiety. It will, but you know what? Knowing it, then you can differentiate because now I know when I'm like having a motherly instinct versus this is just impending doom and it's natural because I love this thing so much. I'm scared of it being ripped away. When
0: you guys were so young. Did you have that at
3: all or no?
4: No, I didn't.
3: Nothing. So the (laughs) guy doesn't have it. No, No.
4: he was cool as a cucumber. This
2: motherfucker the other day. So I'm like, pulled my back out. Because of all the extra weight, you mm-hmm. know,
0: I pulled my back out too. Because I just pulled my back out. <laughs>
2: he starts going on and on about how he
0: pulled his back out. A no,
2: sympathy
3: the, back pain.
0: Listen, both of us could be hungry at the same time. No, both of us can no, ha- hurt our backs no. I'm extra off. hungry. She's I just, a... I guess, I just got to like suffer in silence. Yeah, a shut more. up!
2: I don't want to hear about your like sniffle and your back pain right now.
4: I have a headache right now. <laughs> <laughs> My back hurts, so I didn't bring my. Especially,
2: he he decides that he is gonna lose weight. He's losing weight right now.
4: That's oh the
3: meanest God. thing he did that to me. He he started going to the gym when I was pregnant, and I felt like divorce.
0: Well, Lauren told me this thing early on. She's like, "Listen, a lot of guys, like they when when the wife's pregnant, they like match estrogen levels, or like mm-hmm. you know, the testosterone drops, estrogen rises, and then they gain like pregnancy weight with the wife." And I was like, "Well, why do I need to do that?" I I mean, like, I'm not trying to make her feel bad, but I thought, oh, maybe I don't shouldn't let myself go. That doesn't help anybody. You know
2: what we look like when we're having sex right now? Have you seen I road trip, imagine. road trip, the really skinny guy.
3: Oh and my gosh. I know the what you're huge woman. About. That is not no. the truth. You what, are not that that's huge. Not <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like.
2: I feel like I'm going to squish him.
3: I know. You know, I know. Like, Wait until posi- you're nine months. What position is the most position, strategic at nine months? You roll over to the side and you just fetal position. So you, you just, you're an be- old sow. Yep. Like you just give yep. up and just yep. let everything like a cow. Yep. You just let it happen. Can practice and then it, later. you want the. So you have sex to induce labor. You know this, right? Like it's like the only proven thing. Like semen will ripen your cervix. It's the only proven thing. Wait,
0: so let me get this straight. Like you get it, It's like right when it's about to pop, you yes. do the deed and then you're like, all right, here we go.
3: You do it all the time, as much as you, much as you can.
0: Now hey, don't worry, girl. You I'm have to be having a
3: lot of yeah. sex. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Taylor. Wait, so th- you ha- So you want to do this like around the time that you want to.
3: Like 40 weeks. Wow. Because you're going to want that baby out. You'll do anything. You'll walk the curb. You're going to do some uh, weird castor Is that pregnant feel good? Oh, no. Everything is a big, juicy,
2: weird, swollen mess. You got to use a vibrator if you can, like, even reach your vagina. I can't see my yeah, vagina can, and shave you, it.
3: You won't be able to reach it. Like, you need to buy a bidet. Do you have a bidet? Oh, no. Like, that's, like, a really good... That's a good... To clean your asshole. Yep, because you are you can't reach it.
0: I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs>
3: You can't see things like I don't know what's going on there. No, like hope for the best. I I remember going into labor and being like, bronze, is it okay down there? Like, what do I look like? I can't see it. There is no
2: seeing what it looks like. What was your first baby C-section? Is that rude question to ask? I don't know. Oh, no, I
3: don't care at all. Vaginal. Vaginal. Did you do C-section ever? No, I never had to. I was so grateful I didn't have to do it. Okay, so I want to dive into this. Okay, How, you guys are just put
0: here to like make
2: babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are put here to make. No, babies. literally, make I have my babies. babies
3: so quickly too. My body is meant for birthing children. Do you have a tilted uterus? Do you know if you have a tilted uterus?
2: No, there's like a placenta blocking something, so they think I might need a C-section. Oh,
3: do you have placenta previa? Well, no, I said, don't know what it's called. So no. They
0: said it's too early to tell because it'll stretch. Yeah, right? shit moves move. around
2: a lot. It's a lot in general. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a medical
0: doctor now. <laughs> no, okay, so so does vaginal hurt? Quickly need to interrupt the show. My wife needs a little bit more protein because my baby's swimming around.
2: All right. We don't need to get specific like that, Michael. I'm a
0: little concerned that you're not getting enough protein sources, which is why We started working with Roots Nutrition.
2: Okay, guys, I told you on my latest Instagram post that I cannot stomach meat or fish since I've been pregnant. It turns me off like no tomorrow. The only thing I can kind of stomach is eggs or protein powder. And how I'm doing protein is I'm implementing it into a green smoothie. I told you a little bit about this, but I'm very, very specific about my protein. So that's why we're working with Roots Nutrition. Okay, so they have this protein superfood and you can just throw it right into your green smoothie. It's free of nasty chemicals and sweeteners. There's so many proteins on the market that's filled with that stuff. And this one has no shit in it. This one tastes amazing. Okay. It's real whole food based ingredients that you can actually pronounce, which we love. I always tell people to look at the ingredients instead of like the carbs or the calories. I'm always trying to read the ingredients. This is so important. And it has 15 grams of protein, two full servings of fruits and veggies. And there's a blend of eight of the most nutrient dense superfoods in the world. So you kind of get it all in one scoop.
0: I've become a real pro at making smoothies for my wife and my baby. Throw a little kale in there, a couple blueberries, raspberries. There's some roots nutrition in there. Don't forget a date. Couple of dates for sweetness. Listen, I need to make sure that you're getting the right protein because, listen, it's not just about you anymore, Lauren. It's about what you're growing in your gut. Oh my god! And so I need to make sure that you're on top of it, and this is the best way since you won't eat red meat, chicken, or fish right now.
2: I won't eat any of that. I will have a specific healthy protein powders like this one or eggs. Those are my choices right now. It's all I can stomach. Like I said.
0: Anyways, guys. Trick your significant others, like Lauren tricked me, into making you some delicious smoothies. Get your protein in. Get some good protein in. Protein superfoods. Go to RootsNutrition.com and enter promo code SKINNY for 20% off your entire order. Guys, like I said, try the protein superfood. It tastes like banana milkshake, chocolate banana milkshake. Really good. Getting in that protein. Get strong. Make baby strong. RootsNutrition.com. Promo code SKINNY. 20% off. Enjoy.
3: Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It hurts. It is like just picture a bowling ball coming out of your tiny little body. Like it hurts. Does your but vagina rip to like your butthole? Mine. Ooh, did mine go all the way to my butthole? I never looked.
0: No. <laughs> it's like I, don't I never looked
3: either. I, <laughs> I know that mine started to tear, but I had an episiotomy with the first one. So here's another thing that you need to ask you need to find a doctor that is willing to sit with you and do it's called a. Pr- Perennial as a flower. What am I trying to say? Pernium? The space between your badge and your butt. Okay. Massage. They need to massage that. So the last two babies I had, I had midwives, and they would take their thumbs and massage my badge. That actually th- sounds like it would feel good. So you don't tear. It's amazing. So the first one I tore and they had to give me an episiotomy. Which, what which does is, that mean? I don't they know. What that cut, means. They cut, they cut, oh, they snip it.
0: God damn. So this is
3: a the brave baby motherf- motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, so the baby comes out like more naturally. But the other two, they just massaged it, and the recovery was so much better, I can't even tell you. So I would make that a part of my birth plan. Like, I do not want an episiotomy. Massage okay. that thing. So when
2: you when you say birth plan, did you have, like, a list of things you wanted no, to I do? No, I didn't even
3: know I could do that. Now I would do that. Would you get a doula? Oh, I don't know. What's Actually, of- yeah. I think I would. If I could do it all over again, I think I would have a doula. Because I... Bronson was kind of, it freaked him out. I mean, are you freaked out by this stuff, this medical stuff?
0: I'm not freaked out by it. I don't know if I want to be like looking and trying to figure out everything down there, <laughs> but um, I'm not freaked out. I mean, listen, it's, I don't i don't know how helpful I'm going to be, right? I'm, I'm yeah, just,
2: I don't want him up my butthole. I, don't,
3: I, I didn't want him yeah. anywhere
0: no, near I that. Didn't, I, don't want my, I
4: didn't that. watch, well, I was just back behind her yeah, for the first one. And I actually kind of regret it. You like do? you wanted to be yeah. on the other side? yeah. Really, When the baby comes out, it's so, it's unbelievable.
2: I'm going to say this. You're so artistic and creative. And Michael's not.
4: (laughs) So I feel like (laughs) this
1: is like
0: a different situation. Michael's a little
2: like more like um, his brain. I feel like
4: he's. Let's see what you have to say here.
2: Less creative, more logical thinking. Mm -hmm. Like you're artistic. Like I can see why you'd want to maybe see the baby come out. Yeah. But
4: I was scared for the first one i didn't see zuri come out because i was like oh shit blood uh nah
3: oh it's just horrible looking like this is our friend described it as hamburger meat that is what you look like down there like straight up ground raw hamburger meat so i didn't see that like they'll offer you a mirror like you can watch yourself pushing and i was like no if i thought that if i saw myself pushing i would be scared like I would be scared of what I was doing to my body. I did not want the mirror. I
0: just I wanted like to feel the feeling.
3: Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> you like a labia hamburger?
0: No, I just like regular hamburgers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very very scared of vaginal birth, I'm not going to lie. It's the best. People will try to scare you about it, but it's my favorite day of the entire pregnancy. Like I live for the labor and delivery day. It is the best day. Ever, ever of your whole life. Why? Because you get to be done. You're done being pregnant, and at the end of it, you get this nice little it's like a treat, it's a reward. You get to see the baby. Like, you're gonna be, I'm sure you're so anxious now. Like, you just wanna know what this kid is like. You imagine it for so many months, and by the end, you are so done being pregnant that you finally get this little reward. You like get to look at it, and feel it, and touch it, and it becomes so real that it's all worth it. Okay, let me ask you this for the first one.
2: Is she more like you or more like Brano or is it a perfect medley?
3: This is something that I talk about all the time. I, I see it because it bothers me and other parents when they try to, it's like a little ego trip. They want to take that kid and claim what they, they like about it as them and then distance, like if they're like, oh, that kid's so you. We're already doing that shit. Oh, okay. so the best thing you could ever do is just let the kid be their own little self.
2: That's really good advice.
3: No, it's so uh, it's true too, because I see those little kids with the parents that are like little mini-me's and they're weird kids. They don't know who they are. And we really, that's our thing. We really, really kind of pride ourselves on giving our kids freedom to be who they are. And we kind of step in when it comes to like safety, health, and overall wellness. Like we give them a lot of freedom to kind of cultivate who they are as little people. We think that that's important because they're like plants. It's like if a little kid is a plant, you need to feed it. You need to water it. You need to expose it to light. And then you have to give it room to grow. Like I hate these parents. I don't hate the parents, but I sense these little kids with parents that are just like helicopters on them all the time. They don't have the freedom to expand and to grow into who they're meant to be. And it's kind of unfortunate because I think that those kids are the ones that grow up and they're the ones that kind of go buck wild because they never had the freedom to kind of try things out or make mistakes as kids. And we really, I think childhood for us, we want our kids to be like, it's a test drive into a, like adulthood.
2: You guys do a good job too, of allowing them to be really independent. At least this is how it seems, allowing them mm-hmm. to be really independent, but they also still seem to want to hang out with you, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We don't do anything for them that they can do for themselves.
0: This is a refreshing conversation. There's a lot of whack drops out there. Michael's so happy about
3: this <laughs> conversation. There's a lot of wacky parents out
0: there that are saying a yeah. little weird shit to me all the time now. And I'm like... I'm, oh, no. I, I, it, it, come on, you know. But
3: they, I We live by, like, the less is more
0: But I, I agree with that. I mean, people have to be individuals. And you have to give people the room to become an individual. Mm-hmm. It's weird. The helicopter thing's weird.
3: It's unhealthy. For the parents, too. For for It would be unhealthy for him and I to live like that with our kids. I just don't think... Uh, Yeah. And then the kids that are afraid to make mistakes, like we have our kids have a bunch of friends over. We like to have our kids have their friends over at our house because we get a peek inside of that kind of that side of them. But a lot of kids are like, whoa, like you can like go outside when you want or you can do this when you want. And we give our kids freedom just to be themselves until they screw up like that. It's that saying um, we give them enough enough rope to hang themselves like we give them freedom until they
0: until they fuck up. So
3: until Ozzy's on the freeway, like it's chill. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. I feel like I want kids that are on the freeway
2: because it shows that they have a big personality and they're not boring. Yeah. Give me anything but boring.
3: Oh, that you won't not be bored. Yeah. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) So when you get the baby Mm -hmm. in your home, Mm -hmm. how gnarly is it? The first little bit is bliss because they sleep all the time and you're tired because a lot of the time you labor through the night. People don't talk about this, but like for whatever reason, people always go into labor during the night. So it's like you get the baby and right off the bat, you're sleep deprived because you've labored all night long. So you're definitely tired, but you're also so just you're in so much love and bliss and the baby just lays on you and it's kind of amazing. Then it gets gnarly because people stop bringing you dinner. The newness wears off and then the baby sleeps less. And I always tell people, like, pe- people have got it all wrong. They kind of support the mom right when the baby is born. But the mom does not need support. Then the mom needs support, like, month three. This is what I
2: tell people about death, too. Mm-hmm. When some when someone says, what's your advice on someone losing someone really close to them? I say, people all rush to support someone, that like, right when someone dies. I like to check in on people eight months later, mm-hmm. two years later. Yes five years later and just say, hey, how you doing?
3: Because that's when you're in the thick of it. So that's interesting. So it's the same with new moms. Yep. And when you're a new mom, you do not want people, your instincts take over and it's like you're an animal. You do not want people and people their germs. Kids, yeah. No, you want to be so alone. It is the weirdest time because you really crave isolation in a unique way. You want to be alone with your baby. So Michael's
2: going to crave more isolation than he already wants Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm a little bit worried because I (laughs) I already isolate myself and hide out. Michael's like Rip Van Winkle. And now I'm going to have like I have an 18 year excuse now. Oh, it's the best excuse ever. It's the best.
2: I mean, I would use that as an excuse. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be using it a lot. It won't even be an excuse. It'll be
3: a reality. You just really don't want people around your brand new baby. Okay, so is the lack of sleep what's hard, though? I was telling Bronson this the other day. The hardest part of pregnancy is postpartum. It has nothing to do with the being pregnant. It's the after pregnancy because your hormones shift so heavily, so crazy fast. And then you tack on the sleeplessness, the new baby, figuring all of it out. It's a lot to handle. They have a book called The Fourth Trimester. And I suggest that book because it's really people are like, oh, your pregnancy is over. Like you're done. And for me, that's when all the shit really kicks in. My body is different I mean, your body is just gnarly anyways. Like visually, you still look pregnant. And even though, even by the third time I had a baby and I knew what to expect, every single time I'm like a little bit worried. Like, oh, it's not gonna go back. Like my body is a waterbed. It's scary. But it went back. Your body looks amazing. Yeah, it takes like six months, six to nine months for me every single time. I have to be patient. But those first few months are
2: weird. Do you want to like fucking buck after, like during those six months? No.
0: God damn. Fucking buck. Oh. Whoa.
2: <laughs> so are you just giving a lot of blowjobs or are you just being like, go, Nothing. you got to go figure out your I hands. don't even think about it. That is the last thing I even Sounds think about. You. Yeah.
4: So
3: you've had uh, 18 months. of
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Oh yeah. my
3: gosh. No, I seriously, those. like my friend just barely had a baby and they say at seven weeks you can, or six weeks, you can try to have sex again. And so she was at that mark and I was like, so what are you guys doing? She's like, oh no, no. The doctor said it was seven weeks. She's like, I'm giving myself 14. Like I can't even. Think about it. You what about can't like a BJ, a quick
2: BJ? Thank God you're I married just the not fucking not Hoover Like, yeah. you're so
3: kind. Like, this is where your mind is already at. I, I just don't mean never to brag, but it. one
2: of my skills is BJs. Yeah.
3: You do it, you go at it. She's pretty good. That's so
2: nice. <laughs> Taylor, don't get a hard on back there. I
1: love BJs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love BJs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you for your profound. So, you might be, this might work out great for you, Michael. It, it's th- things it's are standing sounding up in my, really yeah. in your favor. Poor I
0: uh, a question. So, like, during the time she's giving birth in the hospital, do you just have massive adrenaline? Are you tired at all? Are you are just, like, on edge? From uh, the man's perspective, are you yeah. just, just kind of, like, wandering around the hospital?
4: Kind of both. <laughs> kind of tripping out, but... Like, do you want to sleep, or are you just kind of yeah, on edge? Yeah, I'll take a little nap. <laughs>
3: a and I'll be hours. pissed. I get pissed every time. Well, I
4: don't know okay. if I'll be able to take... I think a I'll little, be on edge. A
3: little, a little... Maybe you could beat off.
0: You're not going to be beating off during while you're giving birth. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Hey, hey Dad, what were you doing when I was born? Well, so, well I'm, I'm in the I'm in the corner. Well, your dad was
2: drinking across the street. Yeah, my mom sent him away.
1: Wait really? Isn't there a thing where you have orgasm? You have an orgasm while you birth. People there's, say that. I don't see like how
3: that. that's humanly possible. Uh, did
2: you watch like porn of people giving birth, and that's where you got that fact from, or what? <laughs>
0: I'm googling it right now. Right? I'm
2: sure you are. You're gonna get in trouble, to me. <laughs> Yeah.
0: This guy sits right near HR. Oh
2: so I put it
0: right near HR.
2: So when does it start to get easier? in the fourth trimester like what month by the 6th month when your body starts to come back I feel like I can be
3: who I am at year 2 <laughs> I'm not going to lie she's going to she's spitting out her drink right now <laughs> hold on I'm not kidding Lauren I wish someone said this to me
2: little plot twist here. Let's talk about clothes, specifically clothes at Just Fab. You guys have probably seen this all over Instagram. You've seen it on Stassi Schroeder. I know she has a collab with them and you've seen it on Facebook. Anyway, Just Fab is on the pulse. They're a leading fashion lifestyle brand that strives to inspire, guide, and motivate women from around the world to experiment with style. And their prices are right, you guys. They have clothing, handbags, shoes, kind of everything. Every piece is created by Just Fab's in-house design team very specifically. They have all different kinds of styles. All you do is take a 60-second quiz really quick. I did it. And you get personal outfit recommendations. So it's kind of like having your own personal Shopper, but online virtually. I love it. Then you get a personalized boutique and you shop from over a thousand different styles. You can check out as a guest or become a VIP and VIPs get like 30 to 50% off retail pricing and free shipping on orders over $39. So it's legit. You know what I mean? After being on Stasi's podcast, I went and stocked her collection and she has this belted blazer dress that is so major and it goes with these stiletto booties. Okay. So if you look at her collection, you can see this and together it's like this moment. Anyway, if you've never, tried just fab I highly recommend it's super easy to find specific items you can just search them or styles that you're looking for and the checkout process is a breeze which I love again if you're ready to upgrade your seasonal wardrobe with affordable trending pieces then you have to check out just fab you get your first just fab style for as low as $10 as a VIP that's 75% off your first item with our special link go to justfabcom skinny to take advantage of this deal now that's just justfabcom slash skinny to get your first style for as low as $10 as a VIP. You also get free shipping on orders over $39 and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Go to justfabcom slash skinny. Terms and conditions do apply. Happy shopping. Wait, so you're telling me that I can't have wine, I can't have oh, sushi, no, no, no. I have to gain weight that. when I'm pregnant.
3: Okay, okay, while well, you're pregnant, yes. And
2: then mm-hmm. I have to take my Your brand new fake tits. very uh-huh. loud, Lauren. No, Michael, this is serious. So, I didn't know this. I have to take my brand new fake tits. Ruin them. Ruin them. They're going
3: to be ruined. They're going to be ruined? Yeah. Are totally. they really? Oh, 100. I'll show I you mine. I just got them done. <laughs> they're going to be so ruined. My nipples are so little. I know, they're going to be stretched. Oh. Like, they will look... So, I'm going to really <laughs> show you my boobs just so you can get a good... A you glib. better, like, enjoy these while they last.
0: I don't even know what to do with those right now. Are they're they like, huge they're right like now? Huge. They're Watermelons. Yeah.
2: Wait, so, okay, I have, like, 100 questions. For breastfeeding, you think it's 100% going to ruin my boobs? 100%. And do you, would you 100% say you should breastfeed?
3: Oh, I did every single time.
2: So if you're giving advice to your sister, you say breastfeed.
3: Oh, it's easier. For me, it was so much easier. I can't even tell you because it's a built-in bottle. Like the moms that have to get up and make a bottle in the night, that is you standing up, going to the kitchen, warming. Like you're so awake when you have a, when you're breastfeeding, you have a little bassinet right by your bed. You just pull the baby up, breastfeed, put them right back down, go right to sleep. Like, why can't you make Michael? Like, why can't I make Michael? Michael go, can, Bronson it. never got up in the night one time, but it is because I, oh, <laughs> I like me. breastfed. <laughs> That's I really, he I never know. had to feed the baby in the night.
4: Well, I just don't wake up. He would, <laughs> so this is true. Is
3: excuse. He never woke up. Not one time ever. How long did you breastfeed the first one? I breastfed each of them two years, two full years. And it's because they were addicted oh to the boob. God. They were so, straight
2: up. addicted. So you, so you're saying that you don't feel normal for two years.
3: I didn't feel like myself.
0: If a fly lands on cotton in our bedroom when I'm sleeping, I'm up, uh, wide awake.
3: You are gonna be awake, oh, but shit. A lot. I can't.
0: If she moves an inch, because one time she passed out and she was in the bathroom, and she, it was scary. I, I put, I have like. Post-traumatic stress on this, mm-hmm. and it just sounded like someone dropping a bowling ball, and oh it was like hitting gosh. her head. And I swear to God, no, anytime she gets up and goes in the middle, like I think she's going to crash again. And so I can't, I can't sleep. So I'm fucked
3: You yeah, will be, fucked. maybe you'll be a bottle in the night, girl. Then get lucky, because if he's up, you he might as well make a bottle. But if, if you
2: ha- okay, let me ask you this: if the bottle was nice and prepared next to you, and you could just grab the bottle, would you want that
3: over breastfeeding, or would you still go for breastfeeding? My kids never took a bottle. That was the problem. I tried. I would try to ha- like leave them with a the babysitter, and they would take a bottle. And- and they wouldn't do it.
1: Slave to the nip.
3: Slave to the nip. I was their binky. I was their human binky. Like, my kids were two years old. I'd be in the grocery store, and they'd be like, boo-boo, mama, please. Like, opening my shirt. to A- Taylor's not judging. just it. like
1: me right now. Yeah, Taylor's not
3: judging. He breastfed until he was 11. Oh, God. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I think he still Game does. of
2: Thrones own shit over here. Yes. <laughs> What's that
3: guy's name? Robin? Robin. Oh, yeah, Robin. Aaron, Aaron,
2: yeah,
0: Robin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That was the most like <laughs> gross that was the grossest part of the whole series. Like, <laughs> Robin <laughs> O'Connor. <laughs> yes. so Robin gross. O'Connor.
0: <laughs> Mother throw him down the portal. <laughs>
2: yeah. Super creepy. Okay, so after two years you finally start
3: to feel normal. And then you get pregnant again. Oh like, <laughs> is this a sick joke? No, it was really my life for the last decade. So I'm coming out of it. My youngest is four. He just turned five. And I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I am who I am. That's not to scare you. It's just to be straight up 100% real. Like the hormones, the babies, it's so gnarly that you just kind of lose a little bit of who you are. You're throwing yourself into service. It's not like, I don't know who I am and I'm unhappy with my life. Like you're just so busy- as a caregiver, that it doesn't really matter. Like you don't care about the things you, you used to did care
2: manage about. to post on social media though. When you were like, I feel like I remember you posting on social media, mm-hmm. he, like
3: you posted, you yeah. have your blog and everything. Oh, I kept up with everything. And then I got to a point where I was like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. You've got, I feel like the last year you've know, you just yeah. took a break. I feel like well, my kids are getting older and they want social media. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not going to have social media. And then I feel like a hypocrite being on social media. So I thought the best thing to do would just to live a life without it and see what it's really like. Is it really doable? I honestly didn't believe it was possible to live a healthy social life without social media because it's how I talk to all of my friends. It's how I know what's going on in the world. It's just how we live our life. All of our businesses are on social media. So I was like, I'm just going to give it a year. So I wouldn't have we, as much did, to
0: do with it if it wasn't like part of our your business. business. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: hold on. Yeah. So you, did you just have this epiphany one day? Totally. Not, it, it was a slow roll. I was like, why am I on Instagram? I'm just like scrolling. Mm-hmm. Like I have nothing to do. And I'm really a big believer. Like if you have something to share, use it to share. Like use it to be of service to someone, something, be an inspiration. Or if you have a craft, share your craft. But I wasn't doing any of that. I wasn't blogging. I wasn't posting anything cool. Like. I just was consuming, like such a consumer. And I was like, oh, let's just give it up. Give okay, it up but right can here. you guys do a podcast?
0: I spend way too much time on those meme accounts. <laughs> I think Wes yes. needs to start a No, podcast. I would be
3: all about podcasts because I, I just hate photos.
0: Seriously. Wes, we, we can talk about it whenever you want. Easy. Let's do it. I'll I send you all the equipment. your
3: podcast. You know what?
4: You don't
0: even have to leave your house. <laughs> I'll send it to you. You can do it in your bedroom.
3: I'm to the point where I'm free. So this is what I want to talk about. So when you have a baby, think of it like a season. It's winter two you years, need a two years and nine it's months, It's a two year long. It's a season, but it ends. It ends, especially with your first one, <sighs> because you're so in it. You don't know what to expect. And every single month, something new changes like it, they keep you on your toes. Babies just keep you on your toes because the minute you find a routine that works, then they grow and they change and they morph. And you're like, what the fuck our routine? Now they don't nap at two o'clock anymore. Like you're always pivoting, constantly pivoting. What's the best age you guys right now? Oh, two. 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 two is the funnest. They are little. They're crazy, but it is hilarious. They're drunken little sailors. Everything <laughs> is a comedy. Everything is hilarious.
2: Okay, two. Why so does everyone cute. say
3: terrible twos? Because people are weird, people, and I think yeah. that it's people that uh, they can't stand to not be in control. So you just got to let it go. Like yeah. let the little kid be a crazy ass two year old. It's it's a part of being two. Like. Stop trying to mold them into not a two year old while they're two. Two year olds are nuts.
2: Let what am I going to do about my OCD of having shoe covers and couch covers?
4: And- oh, God. Uh, I don't
3: know. You, you it's really a, bad. You really need like a kid room it's really bad. where you just don't care about it. We don't have that.
4: You need help, Lauren. We're now just buying furniture that we've wanted. I mean, I'm like—we've
3: <laughs> been married twelve years. All I years, do you guys. is design
4: spaces, and like that's all I live for. And it's now <laughs> and our just home is IKEA
3: shit, like the shittiest of shit because they just kids ruin it. It. They just yeah.
4: fucking destroy it. And even cars, like I'm driving a minivan right I now. I love the minivan. But you know what? It's perfect because I don't give a shit. I
2: like that you drive a minivan. I think that's hot. It's I bet so every hot. mom creams her pants when
3: you drive up <laughs> for guys, school. Bronson is wait. Can we talk about how Bronson? is the hottest, yeah. cutest dad talk ever.
4: About well, at really the, yeah, talk about it. he really is. If yeah. you guys
3: no, don't go, if you need a visual for them, go
2: look at their Instagram. It's at Brano, right? Yep. And at Wesley. Yes. But it's an
3: underscore, right? Uh-huh, at it, the end. At yep. the end.
0: You go, There's certain <laughs> men that come in the studio, and even I sweat, because I, I, I blush. Okay, I'm so like, wow, talk why about why what I a cute dad sweat. he is. Tell You guys, I
3: have to just, he is the best dad ever. So on Valentine's Day, every single year, he goes to the kids' school. And this is without not me prompting. Like, this is from his own self. He gets the kids a rose. He has them deliver it to their classroom writes them a card takes them out on dates like he is dating them and showing them how a person Set should
4: treat the bar them. high he
3: is setting the bar so high and i he never did that shit for me but i don't even care because it is so sweet that he does it for the girls that i'm like you have a pass like he is you're a really good girl dad Thank that you. is really so are.
2: cute you take you pick up the girls and take them on dates
0: yeah
3: yeah and i he also like, think open like, up
2: the door for them oh, I, hell yeah! doing that to the mother too Here's my manipulation. Yes, yes. Doing talk. that to the mother and being like really polite and kind to the mother is like a really good example.
4: 100%. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is kids, they just watch everything. Like you think you're being sneaky and they
3: they hear they it all. Hear it they all. know it all. <laughs> the other thing we do, which I think is a little bit taboo, people are always like, "What? Are they We tell our kids everything. Like, we are completely, yeah, 100% honest with them about every single subject. Santa Claus? Yes. So, like, like if they are... Act, so, our rule of thumb is, <laughs> is if they ask us about anything, mm-hmm. we tell them the truth. Okay. So, we let them kind I like of be that. the guide. But, like, sex... Oh, and, they've
4: known about it since they were, like... I like that. Yeah. That's, that's how my parents were. so really weird. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised Mormon. And, like, <laughs> you don't have sex until you're married and then even then it's like it's taboo bad.
3: yeah it's, it's, it's weird. really
4: weird you want to do it more when it's so like a no-no you know you're more so,
3: curious about it it's when like you the know kids not allowed to
0: have sweets and they go to the friend's house exactly. sweets totally. and they just read the whole cover yes yeah. yeah
3: we cover it all like we talk to our kids about manipulations threats dating narcissists everything we go so deep on every single topic because even if they're not understanding it now it's like we're planting little seeds that will grow and for when they're ready to get it because I think that where we really failed as kids was in our relationships like boyfriends and girlfriends we wasted so much time with weird-ass people drugs doing drugs early on like we were so stupid it's amazing that we're nothing truly horrible happened And I think that we try to go extra in depth with our kids on those subjects just because we know the pitfalls.
0: Here's my thing. Yeah. I think, I I don't think anybody in the world, in any, any community should have the audacity to judge other parents. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I I care so little, honestly, (laughs) like I could not care about anything less about the way that I'm going to parent this kid. Like birds chirp, people chirp. And like, I mean, I could, the the opinions of Mm -hmm. other people about how I'm going to parent matter so little to me. I could not, I I don't even know how to express how little it (laughs) means to me. No, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. but, But so when I, like, I. I think that parents need to parent the way they want to parent and you should reserve your judgments for your own household right yeah. like it, amen it,
2: i do have to tell both of you something out of all the parents i've ever met in my entire life I hope I'm like you guys. Thank you. I oh, think you. you guys the I think that you guys have done it the way I, I look up to them as parents. Thank no, you Aww, guys done amazing. So I mean, look nice. at the kids. No, it's just the way you the way you guys are doing it is like definitely you guys put your blinders on, you do what works for you. You don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Well,
0: and, here's the thing. Like you're not going to shelter human beings from the world. At uh-huh. some point people become they have to go out in the world on their own. And that hap- and it's not 18 or 21. It happens a lot sooner. Like yeah. ki- I mean, I remember being a kid, I was running around doing shit when I was 12, 13 that parents would never dream their kids were doing but I was equipped with some tools because my parents would tell me, like, hey, this is what this looks like, this is mm-hmm. what drugs look like, this is what alcohol looks like, this is what girls look like this, is what sex is. And so when I found myself in those situations at a young age, I'm like, oh, I've been talked to about this mm-hmm. before. I understand what they were what they were talking about. People that think they're gonna shelter their kids from the world, it's they're they're delusional. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging them for doing that. I just it's it's just a fact. Like you cannot protect a kid from the world around them. Like it's yeah. going to come yes. at some point. And mostly and it's probably gonna come at them a lot sooner than you think. Yeah. Totally.
4: We read this article, it was Japanese guy his daughter was going to be legal dr- to drink and he took her out on a date and
3: it was like the day before her birthday when she had all of her she was going to go out to a bar for the first time
4: with yeah all and her he friends. took her to all these bars and paid for all of her drinks and just watched how she acted and had so, fun and they had had, fun. They had so much fun and then the night as it went on and the drinks got it was about eight drinks I don't know what the number was but he was like okay when you're at eight drinks like that's when you go crazy so don't like that's your limit so she woke up the next morning she was all hungover breakfast was made and and her dad wrote a little letter that was like hey last night was so fun when you reach this amount that's when you don't know what's going on so that's your limit and I love like, he gave that's her like a, a biopsy
3: her. of every single drink, two drinks. it was really fun, three drinks, even fun. four drinks. It was a little bit sketchy. you were getting a little messy. Five drinks. you were talking to strangers, having your arms around strangers. So he gave her like a loving handwritten note because he cares about her safety, and it wasn't there was not no judgment, no anything. It was like he has her best interest, and I think that that's kind of the way that we we want to do we want to be like that for our kids. Yep. You know what? That is
2: the cutest story I've ever heard. I know. That reminds me of my dad. I Really? Shout That's how my dad is. He's Amazing. so non-judgmental mm-hmm. and it just like leads with love and mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's really worked for me. It's
0: well, what sweet. happens is like when I that story reminds you like and again like not passing judgment but if you think the other way if a kid's scared to communicate with their parent about what's actually going exactly. on. Then yeah. they're going to hide things and bad things can happen. When I was a kid and listen I did things way too early. I was just like a, just a bad kid or right? mm-hmm. just however I was, but I remember my, my parents would all say, listen, if you ever get in a situation where you're drunk or you're out of control, like you always can call us and you'll never get in trouble for we calling say us. That. Right. And so like, I remember being a little kid, like, like probably like 14 years old and getting Completely obliterated, which I shouldn't have been doing. But to the point where I was like, "Okay, I'm out of control." And the person I called was my dad. Uh-huh. He came pick me up. I was hung over it for literally four days. <laughs> Worse is it? like I punished. Like I didn't need to be punished. I punished uh-huh. myself. The hangover yeah. was so bad. But I remember him picking me up, and they never gave me shit about it. But guess what? It stopped me from doing that again. I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to drink like that again. I'm not going to get out of control. I have a safe space." Then you take the other side of that. Kids that are scared, and they, it goes the other way. There's a story in San Diego where these kids recently was this in San Diego, Lauren? They were drinking and driving. Shouldn't be doing. And they were getting pulled over by the cops. So they started, they all jumped out of the car and started running and hopping over freeway bridges. <gasps> and as they hopped over the second one, they didn't realize it was, oh, it was a bridge. It was oh, an overpass. No. So I think like a few of them broke their legs. I think two of them died. It's really, really sad story. But again, it's like kids that are scared to call their parents they and were they get so in these situations. In they didn't want to get in trouble. And then something like that it was just a tragedy. And so. Wow.
3: What is it like adding a second kid? So one threw me for a loop because it's the biggest life adjustment you will ever face in your life. Nothing tops your first kid. Two is like the best ever. They have a buddy. You know what you're doing. That anxious feeling that I told you about, for me at least, was so much less. You're
2: driving home from the hospital just yes. g- 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 speeding. I speeding. <laughs> like, I a fuck. know. <laughs> I
3: know what it's like to be a mom. I kind of had some confidence going in the second round. I was like, two is fun. There's two parents, two kids. I can handle two kids. Nothing ripped that time. (laughs) Three. It's like, okay, can you like throw two balls to yourself? You can kind of like juggle two balls. I can't juggle three, but I had a third kid and it was like someone threw a freaking fly ball in my face and I just had to figure it out. He seems
2: like a spitfire too. He's like, he's like in the best way. Like he seems like he has lots of personality.
3: I knew when he came out, I legit had a feeling like a voice came to me and it was like (laughs) this one. He's born wild. Just keep him alive. Like just keep him alive. That was my job. Just keep him alive. He's wild, but just lovely at the same time. So two is easy. Two is wonderful. Three's a lot. Three's a lot. And four's a no. I think I'm done. You're kinda like on like edge though. You say I think. Well, because Bronson's been talking about a vasectomy and that feels really final and really scary. Yeah, it's scary. That is so scary.
4: Heard those things hurt. Because like I want another baby too, but then I don't. We don't want to go
3: through. It's starting but over. But I
4: miss them so much. I miss you little miss babies the right now. The yeah. thing about, I think. Like two-year-olds. Babies are fine. They're just on the nipple all day. <laughs> but once they get to like one and a half, two, oh, you're going to love it, Michael. It's like your little buddy. Because they're with the moms, you know, when they're just first here.
3: Dads really step into their dad role at like that one one one-year-old mark. Like they get a kind of shine. Michael's excited.
4: I'm excited. Do you love being a dad? It's the best.
3: Maybe Taylor should be a dad. Maybe Taylor is a dad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he is. I've had some baby scares.
2: (laughs) No, you haven't. Have you really?
1: I cannot confirm nor deny.
3: Of, of many most of the women will deny. but <laughs> <Most>. <laughs> no, but I think I think the thing that makes us good parents or any parent a good parent is just liking yourself as a parent. Like not this is when i when I feel like I'm tripping over myself is when I feel like I need to be in a mother role because then I'm playing a part. But when I feel like I'm just being myself with a kid, I'm like in my flow. like i I think, Kids want that too. They just want you to be your best self. Like nothing like motherhood is a call to become your most true, happy, authentic self. That's okay, what you're
2: it is. You make me. You made me all over in this interview. Scared, excited, anxious. Because it's
3: all. That's all it is. Okay. It's all uh-huh. the feelings, all at once, all the time.
2: Okay, but I have another question that doesn't. It has to do with kids, but not really. I feel like I'm not going to be a mom that's like. How do I say this nicely? In the mom group. I'm not. Okay. At all. So, like, how do you navigate that? Like, if you don't, like, you know, I, I have a girlfriend and she's amazing and she's the best mom, but like, she's not a room mom. Like, mm-hmm. she's not. I'm not a room mom. Doing mommy and me classes and all that. And I really relate to that. Mm-hmm. So, how does that work with the other mothers? I don't even think about it. It, You just don't give it energy. I don't even ever think about it. That's kind of how I feel. Like I'm not, I'm going to not give it energy, but it would seem like, do do your kids want you to like engage with the other mothers and the other kids? No, they've
3: never said anything, anything like that Let's
2: hope I have one like you.
3: But then I am a psycho when it comes to like our home time, like we're doing the dishes and I am singing and dancing and it's like, I'm a freak of nature and they get that side of me so I think I'm so with them when we're home that they don't expect me to be involved in any of their other stuff they and, just know and what's the difference of personalities so if you were just to describe each of them in one sentence is there a e- room mom oh god, what do you do
0: he's you gonna
2: just... be the room dad he yeah, will can't, totally can't, be the room dad a <laughs> room mom's like the person that like plans
3: the parties and like
0: <laughs> oh yeah you got no chance of doing that I know you you're, oh, you're they're gonna
3: email that. you though Michael and ask you to sign up
0: oh yeah I'll be right they there they go yeah. hard
3: <laughs> yeah they do go hard huh? oh they go hard the pressure is real like they sign like Clipboards, emails, they I don't start know texting you.
2: Is there like is there like a room mom nanny? <laughs> 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 Can you delegate it to a task rabbit?
3: Yes. Someone would do it. <laughs> okay. Taylor, have Taylor show up
2: I think Taylor would scare <laughs> the
3: kids. They in wouldn't risk. let
2: him in. Okay, so give us like a one sentence description of each kid.
3: uh Zuri is too smart and wise for her age and sassy. Age? She's eleven. Okay. But she is like so beautiful and so talented. This girl, she sings like I don't know, like Aretha Franklin in like this little tiny eleven year old body. We don't know where. Boys are
0: gonna start coming around pretty soon.
3: They're coming. It's happening already. But she has no idea she's pretty, which is weird. No idea. She's like that's the coolest. That's the little best,
4: though. Yeah, yeah we don't the give the it best.
3: life. <laughs> yeah, we don't give it life. We know she's pretty. We just don't even tell her. Yep. We that's actually really so smart.
2: smart. <laughs> yeah. We, that's like, how you guys are, though. I feel like you guys are like you're so attractive and so beautiful, oh, but you don't give you. that life. It, that's what makes you
3: even more attractive. Yeah, we Lessons don't like, like the that. looks thing. Like I don't want to put any of their value or worth into how they look.
1: There's nothing worse than a girl that knows she's beautiful. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It becomes agree. such a world of just. Disaster. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Are you going through something right now? No, I'm just saying in general. I think we can,
1: all, all can agree the best girls growing up were the ones that were absolutely beautiful. They knew it, but they never acted like they did, or they just didn't know it.
2: Are you talking I mean, about me? We grew up together.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fucking right. You knew it. You walked around like <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I don't know if you it.
0: Together. Taylor like, and I have known Lauren since you <laughs> yeah, She was I'm the girl saying. that fucking knew it. Know, was Let's like, like, not act like you were running she, around being like, oh, I never know if I'm going <laughs> to blossom. <laughs>
2: She's like an asshole. (gasps) Okay, I did hear her sing on Instagram. Insane. She has a really good voice. No, like
3: really good. It's weird. We don't know what to do with it. We're just going to like let her lead the way. We're not going to... She could... I could be like that weird stage mob right now and she'd be on like America's Got Talent, but I'm just not getting involved. Yeah. yeah, If it happens, it happens. Yeah. I think that's smart. We'll let her lead. Remy is... We call Uh her DW for delightfully weird. Weirdest, most beautiful little funny thing i've ever she's an alien yeah like me and her i'll walk into the kitchen and she'll just be like she is so weird but hilarious and then she's so service oriented she like wants to give us foot massages and little writes us little notes on our bed all the time she's
4: the sweetest she is the sweetest little girl if you cross her she is <laughs> oh, scary <laughs> holy shit oh
3: she is scary middle yeah middle child syndrome is a real thing it's real
4: and she's like super sexual yeah, <laughs> and she's seven
3: she like you're understands so, so sexuality and it it's is so little fun. boys little boys in her class so I just got um, a video from someone that They're two little kids in our class. They're in their friend's backyard and their mom hears them talking about Remy. She starts like taking a video and they're like, dude, you kissed her on the shoulder and she told you you hated her, but like, you got a chance. Try again tomorrow. Oh god! And they're like giving each other, they're being each other's wingmen. And they like love Remy and Remy is giving them zero attention. Like she's playing so hard to get and we couldn't be happier. Yeah. But it is weird. It's like she knows, oh, she already knows how to play into that world. And then Ozzy. How do we even describe Ozzy? Oh,
4: uh, Ozzy. Ozzy is like the sweetest little boy. I mean, his name's is Ozzy, which is a trip because you would think he's just crazy. Like and metal. Like metal.
3: But he's like kind and obedient and thoughtful. And he loves me every single morning. He's like, mom, I love you so much. Let's snuggle. Like he just wants to snuggle. Yeah. Love me. He calls me pretty. <laughs> oh, I love him.
0: He's the baby and he's always going to be a mama's yeah, boy. Yeah, he is a mama's yep. boy.
3: And I, I couldn't be happier about it. But the kids, I don't know, it's the coolest thing we've ever done and I'll never get over it. I'll never want it to stop. I'm going to be that 100 year old lady that like wants my kids over all the time it's just.
0: Yeah, but listen, you're going to be 100 and your kid's going to be 80. I know. I <laughs> know. Your kid's going to be 81 if I you know. make it to 100. That's so
3: great. I mean, that's think pretty about. wild. I know. We're going to be, we're for sure going to be great, great grandparents. Like, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, we will. That's kind of cool that you guys, like, checked the box at 19 They're saying and it's by done. Like
0: 2075, I may have this stat wrong, but they say by 2075, human life expectancy is going to stretch another 14 or 16 years. So, oh my like, if gosh. we get there, like, you know, I think what is it around like seventy something now? If so, if you
3: we'll be like a hundred and five.
0: Yeah, and though you know, I'm I'm waiting for technology. I'm waiting for this thing to come along. These nanobots that can go into your bloodstream and clean your blood and I've reverse heard about the this. aging process, and you can live to two hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh That's my gosh! gosh.
4: Mm-hmm. My buddy was just telling me this. Yeah, the place yeah, we went, about. we went to this place next health,
3: and they have that. Have you heard about they have NAD? That. There's, Therapy.
4: Yeah, it, it's just starting
0: to get like pretty good, but there's a really cool book people want to check it out. It's called Sapiens, and they talk about this technology that's coming. And we're still uh-huh. a ways off, but it could happen. You know, it'll most likely, for sure, happen in our kids' lifetime, mm-hmm. or maybe in your case, your kids' kids' lifetime. Yes. But. But yeah,
2: crazy it's trip. well, how long can I do mushrooms? Because <laughs> I'm like, when I give birth, let's go to the desert. Whenever you feel ready, okay. whenever you want.
0: I just went to this wedding and lost my mind on <laughs> mushrooms. Lauren wasn't there. Um, Chocolate mushrooms? Yeah. yeah.
2: He doesn't like those as much, do you?
0: No, no you've them. Okay. Well, they're good at a wedding. You know, I didn't want to be too, right. too,
4: I mean, you know. I mean, a wedding
3: I, would not be my place the of best? choice.
4: The chocolate mushrooms? Yeah. yeah. For me. Okay. I don't remember the last time I ate just regular, like the mushroom. It's been like in Does chocolate. Does it taste bad? The chocolate mushroom? No, it's the best chocolate I ever eat. It's dark chocolate with like sea salt. You can't even tell there's mushrooms in them.
3: But for you, while you're breastfeeding, so the reason that we're even involved in the mushrooms is it's like a natural antidepressant. You can microdose. Okay, so you can do it while you breastfeed? It's totally natural. It's a completely up to you, like the person. It's like a natural antidepressant. And that's when I really, really, really struggle is like, the first six months, and I don't. Uh, people can take antidepressants or anti-anxiety things. I never did because there's this natural art- alternative that totally works. Like you don't get feel high or like you're like hallucinating. It's just yeah. microdosing.
0: You thought the pregnancy police were coming in for non-pasteurized vegetables? No, oh God. About, the pregnancy
2: police need to get busy.
3: I know. I mean, no. you know, the ones that really don't know, they just they're uneducated on the whole process. They think it's something that it's not.
0: I find for. most people chirping in are typically uneducated. They
3: don't have yeah. any. They're they're thinking the worst. Yeah. Or are they're the ones
4: that are reading the parenting books. <laughs> are you guys reading parenting oh, books? Oh, let them read the
3: book. No, no, no. We, I haven't read
4: any I parenting stopped.
2: books besides I'm yeah. reading. Bringing up Bebe, which is like so basic oh, bitch. Cute. But it's yeah. just about basically drinking wine and letting, letting let me let it all go Why? <laughs> while you drink okay, wine I actually have two books the
3: only two books yeah. I'd ever recommend okay. ever the fourth trimester that one and then um, have you ever heard of Dr. Shafali? no it's the conscious parent oh Carly and the conscious family Carly um, who like you guys I feel like I've introduced you before the Prager's Pantry Yeah. oh yes gave yes. me that book okay it's the only one I'd even recommend okay like that one is dope and then the other ones that like made me feel good as a mom was freaking tony robbins awaken the giant with my favorite book and like the four hour work week those were the best parenting books i started kind of raising the family like um i was like running a business like Mm. then i kind of felt like oh this is working like i really i switched it i switched it up and that i felt kind of good as okay
2: i have the conscious parent i'm gonna get the fourth trimester and what was the first when you said i have pregnancy brain
3: the Conscious Parent and The Conscious Family. The conscious There's Family. There's two books, yeah. Okay, we have that one, so
2: we'll have to read that. He, like, started What to Expect When You're Expecting, but we haven't, d- I
4: mean. I mean, I'm sure the books are good, but you just learn.
2: You just I mean, do listen. you. Like, you gotta people just you gotta do, do it.
4: it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like business. Like, people can tell you, oh, when this happens in business, you need yeah. to react this way. But, like, until you're really in it. Yeah. Is when you and learn and you
3: guys know what's best for your business just like you will know what's best for your baby no no other dude is going to come in here and fix your business problems. it's yeah. just like no book is going to come in and fix your parenting yeah you just got to do it through your heart and all right so um i look I, at
0: the world and i go okay <laughs> has this been done before <laughs> so
4: Has
2: it been? Has it okay been done turn tony <laughs> perkins
0: from heavyweight
2: zero. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: The <laughs>
0: listen, again, people are going to give me shit for this, but it's like, you know, I'm very excited. We're pregnant. But mm-hmm. like, listen, it's happened before. People have done this for, yes. for a long time.
3: People are thinking you're not going to be able to run your business, that you're yeah. going to be some weirdo, that your whole life is going to turn upside down. Right. We'll,
0: we'll see. We'll have to. People have been thinking shit about me for a long time.
3: <laughs> Listen, I swear to you, it will do nothing to you but make you super efficient.
0: I'm already more. I, I, I feel you. more motivated and focused right now. Yep, Cause you you know, because you don't have time. No, and also because like before, I'm like, ah, if that if this works out or doesn't, like if I get that done, it's like just for me and for my wife. I'm like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking, okay, like what? There's some, you know what I'm like, Now <laughs> yes. there's there's a there's it's more of a reason and there's a, purpose. a third party there's, and there's an entity that I want to protect and provide for. So I'm. It's it's different. Where I'm like I've always kind of like shoot from the hip kind of guy. Like if this mm-hmm. works, great, and if it doesn't, like I'll figure something out. And now I'm like, okay, like maybe I should put a little bit more thought into some of the things I'm doing and, and, and the way I'm doing. Okay, it.
2: but we will be meeting you guys after I'm done being pregnant. And is it the desert? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nipton. 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 I. Actually <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> to fucking uh, yeah. Some availability before she. No, gets you don't.
3: No, you don't. No, you don't. We can put her in a birthing tent. Bring the <laughs> doula. Go real old school. Oh,
2: so hopefully someone to massage my sphincter. Wait, what is it again? I what don't is know
3: what it's called. Is it called a perennial?
2: No, it's a perennial. yeah. Oh, of no, course, so you know what it is.
1: between the the for males Why? between the taint and the anus.
2: Okay, Taylor, do you, all you all know that? It's
1: the gooch. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the gooch is like the street name. Taylor, seven, <laughs> seven
0: more words on this show and then you're off.
2: <laughs> Thank you for educating uh, us,
1: Taylor. Gonna, okay, one. I'll close it off with one quick phrase I was going to say earlier. I believe in the Santa Claus for way too fucking long. Same. That's all. Oh, Same. Really?
3: I did too. I was like 13.
1: Yeah. I honestly, I was the kid when everyone else was like, oh, I know Santa's of fake. Course. And I, and I, I, of course I, I he I did pretend like, oh yeah, like I knew.
0: You're talking about a guy <laughs> that legitimately <laughs> believes he saw a UFO in the middle of San Diego, like while we were all kind of around. It never happened. <laughs> so it was not he
1: surprising. also slept on
2: the street for his birthday because he couldn't <laughs> <laughs> find Oh, he couldn't <laughs> find a hotel. All right, Aaron, that's Robin, another you're story. are off the show now. No, no, Robin O'Connor. Where can everyone find you guys? I fucking love your blog. Brano, you're so talented with everything you do. Pimp yourself out. Maybe you'll get back on social media. Aren't you glad you came on
4: the
0: show? So you were trying
2: to yeah. get off the
4: mic. Yeah. I wasn't going to lie. Yeah, time. I just want to hang with you guys. Yeah. You can find me at Brano, B R O N O. That's the only thing I use is the Instagram. Insta? Yeah.
3: And then mine is Wesley, W E S L I E underscore on Instagram. And I'm not that active, but I kind of have some stuff up my sleeve. Maybe I'll be more active. Okay, and m- maybe a podcast because you were. In, what, what would happen
0: if I just sent you a bunch of equipment and was like, this is exactly how you run this equipment? And I
3: mean, I would do it. I'm all right. about talking. Just don't put a camera in front of my
0: face. Listen, oh, that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, the kind of these cameras are in our face, but not really. You don't even you kind of, that.
3: I didn't know You those need there. a podcast. She does. I would do a podcast in a day. It's I know so a fun place that me. can
0: do podcasts for you.
3: Think no, I'm... she doesn't want to go anywhere, Michael. She wants to do it with I'm, her kids.
2: Look, 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 look,
0: I think you've you got a pregnancy <laughs> brain right now. I'll try Oh,
2: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> trying don't to pamper yourself up. Thank <laughs> you guys <laughs> so much for coming on. Come back anytime you want. You're literally welcome to come back on anytime oh, you want. Gosh. I hope you're a recurring character like Taylor. Yeah, we love sure. you
4: guys. For sure. Of course. We love you guys. Love you guys. And we're
2: excited for you. I'm, I'm a little scared, but... <laughs> All right. I hope everyone loved this episode as much as we loved recording it. They are such a badass couple. Anyways, if you love this episode, let us know your favorite part on my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential, and someone will drop into your inbox and send you some cheeky stickers. We pick a bunch of people each week, and we love to know your feedback. Also, guys, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes if it's brought you any kind of value. And with that, we'll see you next week.
0: This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is your one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny for 25% off your first order and free shipping. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny for 25% off your first order and free shipping. And When you do that, you'll also be taking to Lauren's page so you see everything she just talked about.